This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, February 21st. Happy President's Day weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the thrilling, absolutely unbelievable NFL-less holiday weekend. It's a little crazy. Like, no, no football, no football to plan for, nothing, no parties. It's a little, a little bit of a wild weekend. And I will just say this. For me, from a sports front, watching that is, and, you know, a little college hoops, uh, the dunk contest was rock bottom of the dunk contest we'll get to. Three-point contest was okay. Like, okay, Carl Anthony Towns won, whoop-de-damn-do. And Steph Curry saved the All-Star game with, and I had to look this one up. If you guys remember, when Magic Johnson had retired with HIV, and then he came back to play in the All-Star game, and he dropped all these points on Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. It was a, it was a great performance. I, I think it was 1992. Took home the MVP. Folks, what Steph Curry did Sunday night was the greatest All-Star performance since that game by Magic Johnson. Curry, 16 threes and an All-Star game high. I, I don't think it's, I think it's the most points ever scored in an All-Star game. He had a 50-burger and he was hunting the game winner. Had I think he missed two in the final minute with that exciting Elam ending. LeBron hits a fadeaway game winner. I love how he licks his fingers as he gets the ball on the, uh, not really quite the elbow, elbow extended against Zach Levine. Hits a tough fadeaway. I thought he was going to miss it. And it went in. It was kind of exciting. The, uh, the ending was great. Yeah, I get it. You know, the ending of the Elam uh, with the change of got to get to this target point total has made it more exciting. No doubt about it. But folks, all anybody's going to remember is Steph Curry's three-point assault on the record books. And I know Rob G's probably just like rolling his eyes like, oh man, more Curry worship. And the, the you know, the seven Curry haters left in the crowd, maybe it's eight. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's down to six, seven, or eight. That, you can't not love Steph Curry. Folks, the guy was unbelievable. Like, we just never seen anything like this. You, The stuff he's doing, you can't do in the NFL. You can't do in Major League Baseball. He's firing 35, 40-footers, turning around with the ball in midair because he knows it's going in, and heading up court. I mean, Rob, I don't know how anybody can come away from this game like, oh my, I, I'm, I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. I'm, He's just, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, what Steph Curry's done for the three-point shot is, is un- incredible. I mean, if you watched anything on Saturday night, I know we're not talking about that, but I wish they would have made oh, the three-point three contest the main event rather than the slam dunk contest because that's what right, Steph Curry has yeah. done to the three ball. Like, he's made it such an, uh, an experience to watch some guys go nuclear like that. Uh, quick correction, though, he did not break the record. The record is still 52 by Anthony oh, Davis. Oh, my bad. Yeah, who, so who had 52? Anthony Davis had 52. Really? Uh, I remember yes. that. And, and let me just say that I was really into what he was doing. Like some of those shots were incredible. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Steph Curry fan, but I was having a ball watching him put it up like that until I went on your Instagram stories and you called one of his shots the greatest shot in NBA history. And then I'm I was like, sure you know I'm what? Never- I'm not a Steph Curry <laughs> fan anymore. I- I've never seen anything that incredible. <laughs> Honestly, a 40-foot bomb turns around with the ball still ascending, mind you. It's not even on its way down. He knew it was going in, and then he did it later from the corner. By the way, that bomb, if you look at the face on Giannis, just put that in the Naismith Hall of Fame. Giannis is looking at him like, is this guy from planet Earth? 
and just is just then looks to the bench like, what am I witnessing? This is otherworldly stuff. I, I thought it was the greatest shot I've ever seen in NBA history. Fact. Uh, not Michael Jordan <laughs> switch hands in midair against the Lakers. Uh, not the definitely not the Kyrie Irving shot to beat the seventy three win Warriors in Game Seven. Um, not the Robert Ori three against the Kings. I know you remember that, Rob. Not that either. In, nope. Like elementary school. Nope. Um, greatest. Uh, is there a Kobe shot I'm missing that you that you want to pump up? Nah, not like a super memorable. I mean, his game winner against Phoenix, but that wasn't that. That wasn't as cool as the Steph Curry All Star game three pointer. Let me tell you that one. They, they, there's few shots you I've remember, ever seen. You remember that forty foot look away? Come I on, do, you gonna, had to I'm laugh. gonna I'm gonna go down on my deathbed saying, you know what? The greatest shot in NBA history was that one Steph Curry forty foot three ball in the All Star game. It's funny. I had some friends over. Um, they were from San Francisco and they were visiting. Um, yeah, lifelong friends. And they're not really big NBA fans, although one of them works in San Fran, like two blocks from the Chase Center. Um, and, you know, I, I have the game on and we're watching and not really watching. And it's the All-Star game. And then Curry starts cooking. And I'm like, all right, Bryce, you got you to turn up the volume. And everybody got into it. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is this guy. Like, you just don't see this stuff, man. I don't Rob, uh, put some respect on Steph Curry. Nah, it's obvious. <laughs> it's just like, listen, I don't watch a Pro Bowl. I don't, I, I don't know if I've watched a second of the Pro Bowl, like, live in years. I mean, I saw Mac Jones hit the gritty, um, but that was on social media. Like, that's not watching the Pro Bowl. Um, I don't even know when the NHL All-Star game is. Baseball All-Star game, I'll probably check out a couple pitches here or there. Maybe not that. But, like, the NBA All-Star game by far is the best. But what's weird yes. is All-Star weekend used to be a thing. A, I can't get invited to the Celebrity All-Star game, so I didn't watch that. Um, don't laugh. I would love to be in that game. I guarantee you I'll give somebody buckets. And if I may, if I go John Starks 2 for 18, then that happens too. But I'm going down firing. I will I will be honest about that. I'm not going to go 0 for 4, okay? I'm going to go 2 for 17. Yeah, whether, you know, whether it's you know 7 for 11, whether I'm hitting Curry shots or 2 for 18 John Starks, something's going down. If I'm the shots are going up. That's faux show, Rob. You can take that to the bank. Um, but it was weird. By the way, I did not play basketball this weekend. And I need to note at this point, um, and I know I've pumped this up before. Uh, I will be hosting the Dan Patrick show on President's Day. I think I'm doing it with Gottlieb. Um, I, I'm assuming he's going to want to talk about Jawan Howard uh, later this morning. I'll be ready. Um, we'll get to Jawan Howard in a minute. Um, in addition, quick side note, my daughter's Girl Scout cookie push is in its final stages. And I know you've heard a lot about Girl Scout cookies. I pumped it up on Twitter and Instagram stories. $5 off if you order cookies today. That I mean, you can't really beat that. Load up on Samoas for hibernation. So come spring, uh, you still got Samoas. By the way, I have not had Samoas. Like, you can't find them in our area. And, you know, I've been begging my daughter, can I go to another troop and buy them? She's like, no, absolutely not. So I'm just, I'm like, I need my fix of Samoas. So um, I will be ordering some t today because of the $5 uh, discount on President's Day. All right, back to actual sports. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. My thoughts on the dunk contest are, are brief. It was the worst dunk contest ever. Um, it wasn't just the missed dunks. I think I saw a stat like there was 25 missed dunks and only 11 made dunks. Something. I, it was bad. I don't think the dunk contest is dead, though. The dunk contest was putrid. It's not dead. Like, 
you go on Instagram any day of the week and there's guys, because I, like a fool, follow all these basketball accounts because I love hoops. There's all these guys making incredible dunks in the gym. Now, I don't know if there's whiffing on it 17 times and then posting the one make, but they are cool, original, thoughtful dunks. And then you look at Obi Toppin and Jalen Green and all these guys. I'm like, these dunks, man. You can't roll up, Rob, to the dunk contest. Whiff on a dunk three times, flush it, and then think it's good. That's just not how things work. Nope. It's just not. I'll maintain. The last great dunk contest we had was Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon. And you guys know I'm in the tank for Zach Levine. He is one of the athletes I like. I just love the cut of his jib, the way he moves and in the air. Like, his Space Jam dunks, I think it was 2016. I will occasionally just go on YouTube and look it up and be like, just marvel. Like, Zach Levine is, I mean, way better than the Jokers who were dunking Saturday night. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, um, it, Cole Anthony. Let me put on Tim's. By the way, bro, it, it took you like three minutes to tie the Tim's. I was like, <laughs> what, what? This is already killing the vibe. And then he proceeds to miss the dunk with his dad holding up the ball. And Rob, bottom line is, you can't open, everybody opened the dunk contest by missing their first two dunks. I, I'm almost certain everybody did. And I'm, I just was out. I was out on it instantly. Did you did you watch it or no? No, of course not. Are you kidding me? Once I knew who the field was, I, I said, "Let me watch the three point contest." And I was I actually put some not a lot of money, but some money on Carl Anthony Towns, so that hit. Oh. So shout out to that one. Um, but once I saw the the names in the dunk contest, I had no interest in watching it, and and thankfully I didn't because I read afterwards that I don't know if this is true, but I think it's true. It was the first slam dunk contest ever. Without a fifty score, anywhere in the dunk contest. Whoa! Now well, I don't. Again, forty nine. I, I, I don't. That. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't. I have to. I'm not going to go back and watch old dunk contests. But I read that it was the first time ever they didn't have a single fifty dunk in the entire contest. It's funny. I was watching with my daughter, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, dunk contest this is fun. There should be some cool stuff." And you're just like waiting, and she's like everybody's missing like this is not good i was like i know <laughs> this is bad and i went back to uh, honestly at a commercial break i went to watch jack reacher um, <laughs> are you watching that on amazon prime not yet not yet i just but, finished the series it's awesome man honestly it's really I, good i really only have time to watch like two shows at a time because it takes me all week to watch one episode so mm. the two shows that i'm watching right now are billions and um the the sequel i guess to the show power and it's called force so I'm not watching that one. Interesting. I am not familiar with Force, or I've heard of Power. My brother tried to talk me into that. Um, Your the shows we're going to start this week: Yellow Jackets. You know anything about? This? No idea. Um, and then someone told me about. Um, damn it! I already forgot the name of it. It's about last night. Maybe does that sound right? Is that a I Steph Curry show? <laughs> Because that's his show is called About Last Night. No, 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 no. It's definitely not a Steph Curry show. This okay. is basically, yeah, I don't even really know what it's about, but a couple of people told me it's a good show, so check it out. Um, but I'll say this. If they're re-airing the Curry uh, All-Star game today, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> why, I mean, why not? The guy made 16 threes. And, yeah. like, I know there was really no defense, but still, there's a million missed threes. Like, the mellow ball hit the side of a backboard. Like, a lot of these guys are breaking you, open. You, you know what I will say? And, like, to your point, not hardly any defense being played in an all-star game. That, that's, on, that's true. But in that third quarter, when he really got going, 
I saw a couple hands in his face and guys kind of trapping him off the screens. Like they, they didn't want to see Steph Curry yeah. nail like 15 threes, which he ended up making 15, but like all in one quarter. They, yeah, there was think, a little bit of defense being picked up in that third. In the second, I think he four straight trips, he banged threes and was like dancing on the court. And, you know, at that point, like LaMelo Ball just keeps coming down and jacking threes and he's, you know, probably like one for five or whatever. And you, then you just see like Zach Levine missing open three and I'm like, I just, I Rob, I'm sorry to go back to Curry and make it about him again, but the guys are missing ordinary shots. He's making extraordinary shots. It's just, I, I'm in awe. I'm sorry. I, if they air it, I, I guarantee you, we should make a bet. Will the montage of Curry threes from this All-Star game hit 5 million views by week's end on YouTube? Hmm. I will say no. I'll take the over five. Okay, I have another I mean, listen, bet for you. There's no games the next two nights. These NBA honks, this will be embedded in every story everywhere. You know, I think it's got a chance at $5 million to top I, it. I have a bet for you. It'll be a gentleman's bet. I think Steph had 15 threes, right, last night in the All-Star game? I thought it was 16. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Well, whatever. Okay. In his next three regular season games, he won't uh, hit 15 threes. Probably. I mean... <laughs> How, how do Curry end up playing 36 minutes with Exactly. LeBron? You know, and it's like, Jimmy Butler's like, yeah, I'll take nine minutes. Hey, I want to Le- win. LeBron's know? playing chess, man. He's like, we might get him in the first round. Let's kill his legs here in the All-Star game. Yeah, by the way, LeBron played 36 too. But uh, Anthony Davis in street clothes. Um, just to put it out there, low of two minutes played by Chris Paul. But apparently that's due to injury. I don't know. I- I'm stunned. Chris Paul... Stunned. We just talked about Chris Paul injuries last week. I said uh, in the interview, I think it was with Buker and maybe even with Eddie House. But I was like, the Chris Paul injury stuff, man. The guy's hurt every year. Chris Paul out six to eight weeks with a right thumb fracture. Lost amid the Steph Curry flurry of threes. Is that the point guard, I would, are, we, are we calling him the most important player? Maybe not the best. Devin Booker's better. Um, but Chris Paul's the most important. Would you agree, Rob? Yes. Yeah. So the most important player on the team with the best record in the league just lost their point guard for six to eight weeks. Seems like a big deal. Obviously, if Draymond Green can get healthy, Warriors now could slide into the eighth spot. All of a sudden, Rob, again, I'm not hyping the Lakers. It's a long shot that they get to the finals. Memphis Grizzlies are young, have never won a playoff series. I do not believe. I think they might have got one game off Utah last year. Maybe. I'm not even sure. They're young. They don't really know how to win yet in the playoffs. Chris Paul, injury. Let's see what's up with Draymond Green. I know Anthony Davis is down. Rick Buecher laughed at me when I floated Lakers. You're Laker honk. What say you, Rob G? If all of those situations come to pass specifically Chris Paul and Draymond Green, then it is not out of the question at all. Yeah. Whether whether or not Anthony Davis is 100% or not. Because LeBron Well, James, wait a minute, wait a minute. They need Anthony Davis. No, I, I, obviously they would need him, but if he's not full, all caps, Anthony Davis, like you'd want him to be heading into the postseason, if he comes back and he's like 80% of what he was, they could absolutely make a run. Because the, the postseason, forget the regular season, the postseason is all about matchups. And which guys can step up in those certain situations. And no matter who you roll out there in the Western Conference, I, I agree with you. Like you told Rick Buecher, 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis, even if he's a limited version of himself, are going to most likely be two of the three best players on the floor at any one time. Yeah. So you have to like their odds, especially when the playoffs, the the the, the game slows down. The, the Lakers' lack of foot speed on the perimeter is not as important because the, nobody's really getting up and down anymore. Um, and you have LeBron James. So... I would not be shocked if, like you said, Chris Paul is really out for two months or at least two months. Draymond Green, you don't really mess around when it comes to back injuries. So I would not be shocked to see the Lakers make a little bit of a run in the postseason if that comes out. In other NBA news, and this is, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't as surprised by a lot of people by this, but social media kind of went bonkers when LeBron announced that he's going to be done with the Lakers in two years. And whoever signs Bronny, his son, who's currently a junior in high school, that's where he's going to play one season uh, and wrap up his career. Now to anybody who's been paying attention, this is not a surprise. Bronny blew up in like eighth grade. I mean, probably before that, but by eighth grade, it was pretty clear. This guy's going to be in the NBA and colleges are not acting. They're not barely recruiting him. Now, obviously he's super talented. He's on one of the best teams in the nation, if not the best and it's like, oh, okay, he's going to the NBA. Now, I don't currently, you know, some of these ranking projections of high school kids, he's like in the 40s or 50s, maybe even 60s. I don't know. But who really cares? He's on a stacked team, so he's not being forced to score a billion points. The kid is really, really talented. Um, is he going to be a lottery pick? I don't think so. As of right now, I don't think so. Could he be one in you know, a year and a half when the draft happens? Of course, yeah. A lot, listen, you know kids can grow. Anthony Davis grew like eight or nine inches in one year. It went from like a guard to, a, you know, a center who was the best player in the country for Kentucky as a freshman. So like a lot of things can happen. I, I would almost take it to the bank that somebody's taking LeBron's kid in the first round because LeBron's just going to sign with them so they can play together like Ken Griffey Jr. LeBron's been saying this for years. He looked up to Ken Griffey Jr. He wants to play with his son. This is not like news. But Laker fans are like, <gasps> he's leaving. Like, why is this a surprise? He's here this year. He's definitely here next year. Okay. After that, we'll see. Now, there's a chance Bronny is not Ken Griffey Jr. And... You know, nobody wants to really draft him in the first round. There's a chance. I mean, I would probably say no. I mean, think about this. Just consider it. If you are, I can't say Memphis. My default is the Memphis Grizzlies, but I they're good, so I can't, like, use them. Um, let me look at the NBA standings, Robin. I'll pick a team here. Portland. Uh, they've been good. They're, like, on front. They're all about to be in the playoffs, right? They're, like, the 10th like seed the or 11th. seed. Okay. Uh, Sacramento. No, no. This is the classic. Orlando. Oh, no, let's go Sacramento. Let's go okay. Sacramento. So the Sacramento Kings, who can never get out of their own way, have the, let's just say, the eighth pick. You know for a fact if you draft LeBron James's son, LeBron is coming to play in Sacramento. You know you, the media coverage you're going to get is going to be enormous. You know I'm, every game is going to be like a sellout. They're going to have national TV games all over the place. I don't want to say it's selling your soul, Rob, but if you're the Kings, you've got to do this, right? If you're the Kings, a team like that, yes. Orlando Magic, you got to do this. Oklahoma City, of course. If you're a team that had any level of success, even if it's just making the playoffs one and done, like Washington, 
every year, year and out, you 1000% do not do this because the Lakers are seeing this now. And I know that LeBron saying he wants to play with LeBron, he got a lot of the headlines, but lost in the sauce of all of that was LeBron floats the idea of returning back to Cleveland to the athletic. Uh, Eric Pink is friend of the show, puts out a big piece on Bleacher Report talking about how LeBron James, Rich Paul, and Clutch Sports are very upset with Rob Palinka, and they've been upset with him for a while, but the tipping point was that they refused to make the Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade, not necessarily because it's going to make them much better on the court, but because it would have freed up John Wall, who was a Clutch Sports client, to get out of a bad situation. So whenever you get LeBron James on your team, and Laker fans were learning this now, if you didn't already know, he pays the cost to be the boss. Like you, you sell your soul when you get LeBron James. You are beholden to him. Draft picks apparently don't matter, as LeBron James has repeatedly subtweeted the last what is it, seventy-two hours. Um, you're gonna overpay for guys that don't really make a lot of sense, but because LeBron wants them and he says he needs them, you're gonna do it. And then once he decides that this team is no longer good enough for him. He'll leave you high and dry, holding the bag, and your your franchise will be in ruins. And I, I can't hate him for that. If you are working, Rob, at an organization where things are great, and you're bringing in your friends who are smart, and you got a great setup, and all of a sudden, a couple people leave, you guys have a bad year, things start to go awry, you're looking to jump ship too. Are you not? You're looking for a better opportunity, and there are always better opportunities. So, like, I can't hate LeBron if that's his game plan. Now, I know he put together the roster. I think it's a little weak, this whole, like, taking failed shots at Rob Palenka. Hey, guys, yes, I know, LeBron, you came and helped deliver a championship to the Lakers in the bubble, okay? And, you know, we could split hairs over who brought in what or who brought in who, whether it's Palenka or Rob, uh, Rob Palenka or LeBron. But I'll say this unequivocally. The last big move that the Lakers let LeBron and Clutch and AD have was the Russell Westbrook trade, and that has not looked good. So guess what? Pipe down over there. Play some basketball, okay? We'll we'll try to handle this. Now, can they? I don't know. Can Anthony Davis stay healthy? We'll see. If AD can stay healthy and Russell Westbrook can finally understand that he's better as a sixth man... You're asking for a lot there, buddy. It's asking for a lot. It's asking for a ton, but... Again... Like, LeBron is kind of, well, I mean, all the stories that, that read, um, LeBron and AD met with Russell Westbrook, and that's how he ended up in L.A. LeBron and AD wanted him. Right? Yep. Am I wrong? Nope. thousand percent okay. right. So why, why are we bashing Palinka with, with all this stuff about their, uh, the guy in OKC, Sam Presti, one of the most overrated GMs in basketball? Because he, he got Josh Giddy. Whoop-de-damn, dude. Josh Giddy's awesome. Again, I saw him in the NBL, great player. Uh, last I checked, Oklahoma was 18 and 40. They have not, have they won a playoff series since Le, since Kevin Durant left? I don't think they have. No. And they have Sam not. Presti also traded James Harden, did he not? Yes. So it, it, let's just stop with the Sam Presti worship, okay? Yeah, I mean, look, when I'm never going to say anything overly negative about LeBron because the clutch sports presents the Lakers ended up getting a championship in 2020, you yeah. know, that they, they worked out. I will say, and I've said this on this pod several times since then though, 
every bad move that's come out of Los Angeles has been as a direct result of LeBron and Anthony Davis in clutch sports. The Montrez Harrell signing was a disaster. The Andre Drummond pickup was a disaster. The Russell Westbrook now pickup has been a disaster. So, Fair. you know, at some point, you know, you would think that LeBron after whatever, 18, 20 years in the NBA, he, he'd understand that if you're going to play this game and you're going to want to have all of the, the power and all the, the kudos when things go good, eventually I'd like to see him see it through when things go bad instead of just jumping ship. So uh, let's clear this up. And again, we'll have plenty of time to discuss this. Eddie House did float it. Lakers should trade AD. Uh, if you're looking at, we've got one more year of LeBron and AD. Um, year one, bubble, we won the championship. Year two, leading the Suns in the second round, AD goes down, we lose. Year three, AD goes down again. Like, I, I, I don't want to say run it back, tinker around the edges, but unequivocally, Rob, I say you do not even consider trading Anthony Davis. I just, I mean, you're, plus you're not going to get like who, 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 you're not going to get like Devin Booker. Obviously, they wouldn't trade for him. Um, I mean, is there even there, a realistic? There is trade? not a realistic trade that you could make that would make you better than what you currently have. I mean, you're not getting Jokic again. I don't know how he fits with LeBron anyway. You're not getting like Kawhi Leonard. You're not getting Luka Doncic. Like, what are you doing? Who are you getting for Anthony Davis? Nobody. The stars. The don't the stars just fetch draft picks now, Rob? Yep. And and salary cap fodder like. I, I just, I don't know who's out there. I'll tell you what, I would trade LeBron before I trade Anthony Davis. I I just, does he have a just no be, trade? Just because of his age. Like that, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, if AD only gives you 50 games a year for the next four years, you know what? That's two more years than LeBron's going to give you. What's the market like for Anthony Davis? Uh, for LeBron James? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's I would, making like, He's one of the highest paid players in the league, as he should be. He's also the, the biggest star and arguably still the best player on some nights. So, but the thing, what are you going to trade him to? A crappy franchise to recoup a bunch of picks? No, Guess you can what? never. Every- you couldn't. You couldn't do that because then you'd piss off Clutch Sports, and Anthony Davis would leave in two years after that, anyways. So you'd have to be like, "Hey, LeBron, we'll send you back to Cleveland if we get like Evan Mobley or something like that." I don't think that would ever actually happen. But if I was running the team and they said, "Hey, we have to trade somebody," I'm trading LeBron before I trade AD. Interesting. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We should get to Juwan Howard, which before Steph Curry wiped him off the face of the earth yesterday, Juwan Howard was like, oh my gosh, we got to fire him. First of all, let's be realistic. This is, it was not a closed fist punch. Guard, uh, the the coach of Wisconsin, did put his hands on Howard first and stopped him. And Howard basically was like, don't you bleep and touch me, pointed at him. And then it escalated. Not a good look for Howard. He's probably going to get a two or three week suspension. But this firing stuff is way overboard, is it not? You can't fire that guy. Come on. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I would not fire him, but I would not be surprised if he does get fired. Because this is not the first time he's had an incident like this. Now, this is the first time he's actually put hands on somebody like that and, and open hand um, Rick James slapped somebody. But, you know, he had that issue. I believe it was last season. Was it Mark Turgeon? I think. I think. I'm almost positive. I have Mark to look it up. Turgeon. From, oh, at Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm almost positive that he had an issue with him. 
And it's not so much the act, like the act was embarrassing and, and it's it's bad for Michigan, but it was the defiance in the post game, like refusing to apologize, refusing to take any accountability, say, calling out the self-defense card I thought was incredible. You know, like that this guy who's seven inches Six shorter than eight. you yeah, with, with four people in between you that you reached across the slap, like you really felt threatened in that situation. Come on, man. But I, I would not be surprised I don't expect it to happen. I think it's going to be a lengthy suspension, like you said. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan overreacts to it and says, "You know what? We can't have this kind of black eye on our franchise, on our yeah. program." So we're going to move on. Quick thing: I, I do wonder how much of it is not living up to expectations. Michigan obviously was a top ten projected team. They brought back a ton of dudes. They're fourteen and eleven. I don't think they're, they're far from a lock to make the NCAA tournament at this point. Um, you know, I know they played a absolutely brutal schedule, um, the third toughest schedule in the country, but at the same time, 14 and 11, I'm sure, you know, Juwan's a little ticked off about the way, I guess, Wisconsin was calling timeouts late to kind of rub in the victory or what have you. Like I, you got to control your emotions, obviously can't throw a punch there. But the reality, yeah, I just, I find it hard to believe that they'll fire him. But I've been wrong on these things before. Who knows? By the way, I think Michigan's president was fired recently for an email scandal. He was like romancing some woman in the, uh, one of his underlings and like left this massive email trail. And the emails are just like, goodness gracious, bro. This is bad. Like <laughs> to company, like to Michigan EDU, like email oh, no. addresses. You know, it's dumb. Like what a moron. Um, so I don't know if, if whoever's up there is a going to be able to fire him, but, um, yeah, that's, well, a, that's it's going to come down to money. If, if there's a big fat cat donor who says, you know what? We don't want him on the sidelines anymore. He'll be out. That's all it takes these days. And I mean, the presidents are just, you know, placeholders for the, the oil, you know, tycoon that's behind them donating $10 million a year or something. That's all yeah. it is. I, I guess this situation between these two coaches, they don't really like each other. Um, it, somebody put together a compilation of the Michigan coach, Howard, and the Wisconsin coach, Guard, uh, their interactions in recent seasons. And apparently they've all been kind of frosty or like, I, I don't really like you. I don't respect you. One of those deals. I don't know why Howard and him have beef, but... I guess Guard had had enough of it and really put his hands on. Which, listen, somebody put their hands on you. This is, you know. What's funny is it wasn't even Guard who got the hands. It was the assistant. Yeah, it was a Krubeloff or something like yeah, that. So yeah, so Juwan Howard's like, hey, man, these hands are rated E for everyone. This has just got to be Guard. It can be whoever gets near me. I mean, you're not in the streets anymore, dude. You know, you're <laughs> on the sideline for a uh, college basketball team, one of the best programs in the country. Like, come on. You got to clean it up just a little bit. Um... Uh, start, late news here, not big, but uh, no pod tomorrow. Quick travel day. Obviously, um, today is a holiday, and um, we're going to do no podcast tomorrow. But rest of the week, we will be firing on all cylinders. And I do want to thank you guys. I think I gave a shout-out Friday, but I'm going to do it again. The Richard Sherman stuff uh, all over Matt Stafford's Hall of Fame credentials, or lack thereof, was a monster absolute beast for Fox Sports Radio and uh, social media clip wise and thank you for downloading and sharing and yelling at me that Matt Stafford's not a Hall of Famer no kidding about that last part but it was um, really 
an awesome thing for us in the podcast. So I just want to give you guys a thank you um, for that. Everybody have a great holiday Monday. We'll talk to you Wednesday.